What is up, my clan? Welcome back to the podcast. Today, this week, we're going to be talking about my car buying experience. Uh, recently bought a new car or leased a new car for my wife, Tiffany, and I was absolutely dreading it. But after doing it this time around, I'll tell you right now, I didn't hate my life and I am not dreading the next purchase. Find out why next on Riffing with Clintus. So Tiffany's had a Kia Sorento for about nine years. It's a 2011, we got it in 2010, uh, has 107,000 miles on it, and it's been paid for, paid off for the last mm, three years, I think. I think it was a six-year loan, so I think it's been paid off for the last three years. And, you know, when you buy a car, that's the ultimate goal, right? The goal is to pay it off and then drive it without a car payment for essentially as long as possible. At least that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Uh, otherwise, what's the point of paying off a car? What's the point of owning a car, right, or buying a car? Um, and so, you know, when the car got hit, it's around the six-year mark and it was paid for, that is the time when Tiffany started to talk about and inquire about getting a new car she was she was pretty much over it right air quotes she was over it uh the car just lost its luster it was no longer you know new and clean and all that stuff even though she does take care of her vehicles she's very good at, uh, she's very meticulous you know she gets her car washed probably every week and uh, for the most part you know our kids are older so there wasn't a whole lot of like trash and and you know issues with the car but she was over it she was ready for a new one um and i i fought that for as long as possible um at this point her car needed some work there were some some issues with it that needed some like um you know just like maintenance you know replace some seals replace some uh some things like that get some just a few minor tweaks here and there but she didn't want to spend any money she didn't want to dump any money into this car because she was ready to get rid of it and that's rough because it's her everyday vehicle and she's taking the kids to school and sports and she's going shopping and all these things. And I'm like, we need to, you know, give it a little TLC. So ultimately what ended up happening was uh, actually rewind a little bit before the kids got out of school, before it got hot in the summertime, we had talked about getting her a new car, but we were in the process of selling our house and moving and i said well, let's wait till after that happens well then after that happened we got a few sponsorships where we were traveling we were traveling two weeks on that road trip um, i was gone for a week for guardian con uh, in orlando and then she was gone for four to five days with bryce's basketball so it just got postponed even further and it got to the point where i was like okay look we need to do something with your car and she was like i don't want to put any money into it let's get a new car i'm ready for a new car and um and then she got a flat tire and that was that was kind of the <laughs> that was literally the nail in the coffin, so to speak, because um, because it was like, OK, well, you need new tires. So if we're going to replace one, then we realistically should replace two. And really, we should just place all four. And she's like, yeah, no, let's just <laughs> that's not happening. So what we ended up doing was starting to do some research on some ve leased vehicles. Because we decided that, you know, when she's basically ready for a new car every, you know, three, four five years that it makes more sense for us to lease because when you lease a vehicle you have a lower monthly payment than you would if you were purchasing the vehicle um, essentially the way leases work are they look at the the price of the vehicle today and they look at the price of what the vehicle 
they estimate the video's value will be in, you know, three, four, five years, however many, however long your lease is. Usually it's three years, 36 months. Um, so they look at the value and then you pay for the difference is basically what it is. So let's just say, for example, your the, the car you're purchasing is $30,000. And in three years, they estimate that that uh, value of that vehicle is 20,000, right? You are going to basically pay $10,000 over the course of three years plus interest. And that's how they come up with the monthly payment. So like I said, it's a lot cheaper to lease a vehicle because you're only paying on those three years of that depreciation. Um, so, you know, again, there's, there's pros and cons in everything that you do. There's pros and cons to every decision, every purchase you make. Um, this is no different, right? Uh, same thing with buying a house versus renting a house, right? Buying uh, a condo or renting an apartment. Uh, yes, you're never going to own that property. You're never going to own that building because you're renting, but, uh, it, most of the time, uh, renting can be cheaper and there's zero maintenance, right? You, the, the, there's a, there's a mate somebody owns that building. Someone owns that property. And when there's something wrong, they have to fix it. They have to pay for it. Right. That's something that you don't have to worry about versus if you're owning, uh, the, the building or owning the property and something goes wrong, it's hundred percent your responsibility to get that fixed. And it's out of your own pocket. Um, same thing with the car, right? Uh, it's under warranty. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a good bumper to bumper warranty, which most new cars come with that anyways. But like when the warranty is up, it's time for a new car, right? There's no like, well, we're we going to extend it or are we going to gamble and hope that the next two or three, four five years without a warranty, everything's fine. There's all those, you know, unknowns, so to speak. So we decided we wanted to lease. And originally Tiffany was like, I don't care what car you get me. Just surprise me, bring me home a car. Like that's what she told me. And I just laughed because I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. There's no way I'm going to just pick you out a car because I know you. I'll drive up with a car and you're going to be like, wow, you thought this was okay. <laughs> like I totally, I totally see that happening. I know that's going to happen. So, uh, anyway, I, uh, we started talking, we started looking at cars. I gave her a couple of ideas. Like I, I'm, I drive a Toyota Tundra. I love my Tundra. I love Toyota it has a reputation for lasting forever. And I was like, you know, I really like the the Camry and the Corolla, right? Those are, those are like sedans. And, you know, she was ready for a car. She mentioned getting a car and not doing an, uh, an SUV or a crossover. And so, uh, she started looking and at cars and one that kind of piqued her interest was the Toyota RAV4. Ironically, um, you know, she, she's like, I, I'm not saying that I have to get an SUV or crossover, but obviously this is what I'm used to. This car looks good, you know? So we're gonna go look at the Toyotas anyways. Let's go look at the RAV4 as well while we're there. And then she found, uh, she was doing her research and found this dealership specifically a Toyota dealership that their motto is one price, one person. And the idea behind it is, is that the price you see on the sticker is the price you're going to pay. There's no additional fees. There's no additional costs and there's no need to negotiate because this is our best price. Um, and you're only going to deal with one person from the beginning to the end. This, the guy that you talk to that takes you and shows you the cars, takes you for the test drive is the car that you will do the financing with and sign the paperwork with. So it was very intriguing to me because I'll be honest with you. I was absolutely dreading the car buying process because I absolutely hate it. I hate the fact that when you go to buy a car, you feel the need to haggle and negotiate. And you walk up to a, a, a car on the lot and you see a sticker on the window, you know, you know that that's not the price you're going to pay. You know, the car is not valued at that. That car is overpriced. 
right? They, they slap a, a, a higher inflated price because then you're going to talk them down. You're going to negotiate and you're going to feel good because you got $3,000 off that price. You got $5,000 knocked off that sticker price, right? It is absolutely ludicrous that that is the world we live in, right? There, there's, there's very, very, very few things in this world that go by that principle, right? 90% of everything we buy, the price is the price. The only thing you have to do is compare, you know, store to store. You, you, you want, you want to buy a TV? Cool. You look at Best Buy's prices. You look at Fry's Electronics prices. You know, maybe you compare with Amazon, right? Or, you know, you want to buy a, uh, you know, a computer, right? You compare this company with this company, with this company, right? And, but for the most part, you're getting relatively the same, uh, uh, you know, product, right? Same thing with cars. Realistically, what should be is like, I'm going to compare the, you know, Toyota Camry to the, uh, Ford Fusion, right? You're, you're comparing kind of like who, 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 who gives me the most for my money, right? And what car do I like the way it looks? Or maybe even more specifically, maybe you compare, you know, this Toyota Camry to this Toyota Camry from one dealership to the other. Why is this guy's price higher? Why is this guy cheaper? Oh, because he added a, a package to it that I don't really want. Cool. I don't need that. I'm going to buy it from here. Like that, that's the way it should be. It shouldn't, I shouldn't go into a car buying experience already feeling defeated. <laughs> like before I even talk to somebody, I feel like I've been defeated because it's like, I'm not going to win this. This car dealership is going to win. And I hate that feeling. That's why I was dreading this the whole time. I was dreading the car buying purchase. Cause like, I don't want to waste my day and feeling like I got screwed. So when I heard that this dealership didn't do that and, and eliminated the whole uh, point of negotiating and haggling, I was like, okay, yes, let's go here first. Let's feel this out fresh minds, fresh take on, on the, the buying experience. So we went to this dealership. Um, I happened to know somebody who worked in the service department. I just completely on a, on a whim, we were driving there and I'm like, wait a minute, I think so-and-so still works here. Let me text him. So I text him. He's like, yep, yeah, I still work here. I said, cool. We're on our way there to buy a car. Do you have a salesman that you recommend? So I got a name of a guy. Um, we walked in the door, asked, Hey, is so-and-so here? They said, yep. He walks up. I said, how you doing? I'm so-and-so's friend. He recommended you, you know, we're looking to lease a new vehicle for my wife. He asks us a few questions, kind of gets some ideas why we're leasing, why we're looking for a particular car and what our overall needs are for that car. Once we do that, uh, he takes us out and we start looking at cars. Um, now we specifically wanted a hybrid because we had driven that Pacifica and I really like the idea of, you know, electric electric car, electric battery, uh, you know, for a while. Um, and so we looked at some hybrids and we, uh, started looking at regular gas as well. And we really quickly realized that the Corolla was, um, too small. And so, uh, we went to the Camry and I thought the Camry was awesome. I love the way it looked. I love the way it felt. Um, but Tiffany was a little taken off, take, uh, put back a little bit because she's been used to driving, you know, her Kia, which is a crossover, uh, it's basically an SUV on a car body. So you're a little bit off the ground a little bit, um, a little more space in the inside. The feet, the, it feels like there's more space because you have like the hatchback full, you know, full back. Um, so she was a little taken back a little on the camera. She's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not hating this, but it just feels different being so low to the ground. Um, and then we, we, we got into the RAV4 and we took a, took the RAV4 for a spin. 
And she definitely felt more comfortable in the RAV4 because it fe it's a crossover. So it has that same feeling of like openness inside. And then we started talking about like logistics. We started talking about how, you know, we have a dog and, you know, we take the dog to, you know, me and Papa's house or to the pet hotel or to the veterinarian or whatever. Uh, you know, if we go camping and having that back, like the hatchback open up, you know, the dog just jumps in the back and she has that kind of like that flat area. If we have a car like the Camry, you know, obviously you're not gonna see the dog in the trunk. So the dog would be forced to sit up in the front or, uh, you know, in the back seat with the kids, which is fine until we want to add a third person like Mason. Then all of a sudden the dog now is, you know, a, a, a third party, so to speak. Um, so anyway, uh, it got to the point where it made more sense for us to get an SUV slash crossover uh, or, and because also sports, right? When, when volleyball season kicks in, we're going to be having a cooler with us every weekend and, you know, it just makes sense to put it in the back of a, a crossover than in the back of a trunk. Um, so she drove that RAV4 and she really liked the feeling of it. She didn't like that particular RAV4 because it was a light exterior, light interior. And she definitely did not like that feeling. It was like bright and it, you can get dirty easily. So she's like, yeah, no, not this RAV4. Let's let's look at some other RAV4s. Um, so he, I, he didn't think there was any hybrids on the lot, but we actually found two three hybrids uh scattered throughout the lot uh one two of them were red with light and tan interior and that was a big turnoff for her and then the one that uh we, we test drove next was the metallic or magnetic gray uh, which is ironically the same color as my truck my tundra so uh and it had a dark gray interior and it was the xle and it was a hybrid. So it kind of hit all the things that we were looking for. So uh, we took that for a test drive and absolutely loved it. She was like, I think this is the one, you know? And so we took that for a test drive, got back, um, did a quick little like, you know, synopsis of like, okay, so we're looking, we're thinking like we like this RAV4 hybrid here. Um, I need to go to lunch. I could, I could feel myself like, my energy levels were low. Like I could see myself getting crabby and short. So I was like, let's go eat. Let's take a break. Let this guy eat as well. And uh, we'll come back, you know? So we left, we had our quotes. We knew what the pricing was. We knew what the, the monthly payments would be on all the different cars we looked at, the different models, the different feature packages. Um, so we went to lunch and I told Tiffany straight up, I was like, A, I like that guy. That guy, I never felt like that guy was trying to fuck us. I never felt like that guy was trying to screw us over. Like, I like this guy. Second, we know what our pricing is. Like we, there's no, I don't need to negotiate or haggle with this guy. This, this is it. This is what the price is. Um, and it's affordable. It's, it's well within our budget. And I think that's, we're, you know, we're sitting at a, at a good, uh, good place. So we can either a take this offer and get this car and be done or B we can go to another dealership, take this price and try to get a better deal. Now the thought process behind this was, we definitely, I, I'm, I'm, I'm super confident that we could walk into another dealership and say, hey, we got this quote, can you beat it? And the answer would be absolutely, they could beat that price. However, I was pretty confident that they would, they would beat, they'd match the price, they'd beat, beat the price of the car, but then there would have been all these add-ons and tacked on things. And then the financing department would add some other things as well. I, I just felt like for the amount of time that we spent at the first dealership, going to another dealership and doubling that time, if not tripling that time, only to save $20 a month, $30 a month. Like 
I don't, to me that I don't, that doesn't sound like it's worth it. That doesn't sound like it's worth the headache, the pain of trying to squeeze a, a good deal out of somebody. You know, I felt good about the first conversation. I felt good about the first salesman. And so ultimately Tiffany was like, I'm fine with going back there. Like, I'm okay. If you're okay, I'm okay. Like, you know, and all, you know, and looking, looking at back at what we paid for that, you know, the, the lease on the vehicle compared to other vehicles. Like I said, it's a, com it's a competitive price. It's right there in the middle of like MSRP is up here. You know, um, there's like sales incentives, like with rebates and stuff that are below what we paid. But like I said, history shows that most dealerships add on like packages to their cars, right? For example, my truck, I bought my Toyota Tundra from, a, from another dealership and there was a $600 package added to the truck. I couldn't have it removed. I couldn't not get it because that is what that dealership adds to all of their vehicles. So basically when you buy a car from this dealership, there's automatically a $600 package added to the vehicle that you cannot not get. If you buy a car from them, it, you have to pay for it. So that was like right there, right? This dealership didn't do any of that stuff. There's no add-ons. There's no bone, like add-on features. I mean, the car didn't even have like tint, right? Like there is a, there is a factory tint that comes with all cars. Like there's a privacy uh, tint on the back windows, that sort of thing, but not like your traditional, like 33% Arizona tint on the front windows and you know, that kind of thing. So that's something you have to add on. Um, and so just knowing that if I go to another dealership, yeah, cool. The price of the car might be cheaper. But now here's a $600 package and here's like this bonus thing here. And oh, now you want to talk about financing? Well, I'll give you this interest rate if you get put this much money down. And it's like, no, I want that interest rate without any money down. Like, you know, you have to do that whole back and forth. Whereas, like I said, this guy was just super straightforward. And and like I said, I'm sure I'm sure we could have got a better, quote unquote, better deal. I just didn't want to waste the time. And also, I said this on stream and I said this on the on the vlog. I'm not a haggler. I'm not a guy that walks into a, a, a place of business and tries to, you know, get a better deal. I'm the guy that walks in the store and says, oh, this is the price for this, this thing. Cool. Here's your money. Like, that's it. Like, I'm, I'm just a straightforward, like, just give me a good deal. Like, if this is the price that it costs for this thing, then great. You know, like very few things are negotiable as far as price wise. And even then, like, you can't, you don't walk into Starbucks and say, I want a vente, uh, you know, mocha, but I'll, I want you to throw in a free muffin or I'll pay full price for this coffee if you throw in a muffin or you know what, I'll give you four fifty for this coffee. Like that isn't, you can't do that. Like the price is the price, you know what I'm saying? And so I just, I, I, I'm not that guy. My brother is that guy. My brother can walk into a place and he will haggle and try to get a better deal and get a better price. And if he feels like he can, but he doesn't, he'll walk away. He'll, he'll leave. He'll just walk out, you know, and try another place. And he, that's it. That's the way he lives his life. And I'm just like, I, I laugh. I, I'm blown away. I'm blown away that, that he can do that. I can't do that. So that was another reason too, why I decided that this was just a good deal for us to just snag and take it and be one and done one and done. So we wrapped up lunch and we decided to head back to the dealership. Now, one thing worth mentioning was the day before we went and went shopping for this car, uh, we sold Tiffany's Kia and that experience itself was pretty awesome. Um, we went to CarMax. We heard good things about CarMax. They buy used cars. They only sell used cars. 
and they will give you um, essentially cash for your vehicle, even if you don't buy a car from them because they're in the used car business. They're looking for used cars. So we took Tiffany's Kia there and, uh, you know, they did a look over of the vehicle. The guy at the desk asked us about five or six questions about the vehicle and the history of the vehicle. Um, and within 25 to 30 minutes, we had a quote. And we had a number in our head. We looked up Kelly Blue Book. You know, Tiffany's car, like I said, was in good condition. There was no major damages. There was no like rips in the seats or the liner on the roof was coming off. None of that stuff. It was it was really a good condition. It was just a used vehicle, right? It's 10 years old. And so we, you know, had a number in our head from Kelly Blue Book that the car should be around this price. So if they offered us within like $300 of this price, we were going to take it. Well, they ended up giving us $500 more than that number. And so when the guy gives us the quote and he's like, this is good for seven days. You can take this and bring it back anytime you want, blah, blah, blah. Take it anywhere else. And we're, I kind of look at Tiffany. I'm like, are you good with this? Any objections? And she's like, no, I said, we'll take it now, sir. Like, and he's like, okay, we'll walk you down this, down the corner here and get you to the, to the, uh, you know, the final stages. And sure enough, we walk over there. We drive, we drive the car around. We answer a few questions sign some papers and boom, we give her the title. She gives us a check and we're done. Like the whole process took maybe an hour, maybe an hour. And it was awesome. It felt good. It felt good to like sell the car. No, no haggling, no issues, no BS, no like fear of anything. It was clean. And honestly, even talking to the guy and learning a little bit more about CarMax while we were sitting there waiting for the quote, like I 100% will a bring all my future vehicles to CarMax to either sell or get a quote and B I'm going to take them. I'm going to take my kids there for their first car. Like knowing that they don't take lemons knowing that they have a car auction, um, like distribution as well. So like if they get a car and they like, you know what, this car is not right for retail, they sell it on an auction block. So, you know, that you anything you buy on there a lot is not going to be a lemon or have any issues. They come with warranties, all that stuff. So I just, I felt like I had such a good experience with CarMax that when my kids are of age to buy cars, we're going there first. We're gonna, you know, their first car is gonna be a used car. I, I personally don't think that, um, you know, a 16 year old kid who is learning to drive and is their first time driving should have a brand new car. That's just my opinion. Um, me and my brothers all drove hand-me-downs, my parents' vehicles, you know, used cars for many, many years before we, you know, actually bought our first brand new car. And I feel like the kids will learn a valuable lesson by driving, you know, a used car. And, um, you know, I, I, that's just my opinion. But anyway, I, I plan on taking my kids to CarMax. CarMax was a fantastic experience. Uh, when I'm ready to sell my truck and get a new one, I'll get a quote from CarMax. I'll get a quote from um, the Toyota dealership and then just see who gives me the better deal and, you know, use that as, you know, use that as my down payment for the next next vehicle. So, um, yeah. Thumbs up to CarMax. If you're looking to sell a used car or buy a used car, I highly recommend at least giving them a chance, give them an opportunity. Um, I We had a fantastic experience and this isn't sponsored or anything like that. This is literally just me talking as a, you know, a, a, a human being. <laughs> I mean, just, just somebody who had a good experience. I thought I'd share that with you guys. So let's get back to um, the new car. So we get back to the dealership. Um, I, I text the, I text the salesman saying, Hey, we're back. I think we're ready to make a decision. We're sitting over here. He comes walking up. He's like, yeah. So what, you know, what'd you guys, what'd you guys decide on? I said, I think we're going to take that RAV4 hybrid. Um, 
we really liked it. We thought, you know, blah, 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 blah. Let's, uh, you know, let's, let's move forward with that. So we sit back down at his desk. We start looking at, like I said, the numbers that he showed him on the screen. Um, you know, we talk about down payment because that's really ultimately what uh, alters the, uh, the monthly payment is how much you put down. Um, we did put the vehicle into my business name. So it is a leased vehicle through the business, which means it's 100% uh, write-off. The monthly payment, the gas, the maintenance, um, you know, the mileage, all of it, 100%. So that's nice. That's that's something that, um, you know, I, I bought my truck before I started my LLC. So I wasn't able to do that. I am able to write off like mileage and gas and some of those things just because I use it for business. But everything else is still under the personal side, whereas this vehicle is 100% under the business. And moving forward, all our vehicles will be the same. You know, uh, if you own your own business, there's a lot of tax incentives and, and whatnot that you can you can capitalize on. Um, so anyway, uh, we, you know, we went forward with the lease. Uh, we put a, a decent size down payment on on the lease, not too big, because again, it's not we're not purchasing the vehicle. So all we're doing is lowering uh, the monthly payment which again, all we're really doing is just spreading our money around, right? So here's $2,000 up front, here's $3,000 up front, here's, you know, whatever. The, the more you put down, the less your monthly payment is, but you're still giving them the same amount of money. Whether, even if you put down zero down, your monthly payment goes up, you're still giving them the same amount of money. Over the course of 36 months, you're gonna give them the same amount of money. It's just a matter of how much do you wanna give them now versus how much you wanna give them in 36 months. So uh, we, you know, we gave them a, a, a decent down payment to kind of keep the payments right around it's, it was a little bit more than that we were expecting only because we ended up going with the crossover hybrid. And so, um, funny, funny story though. We, again, we were looking at the Camry and the Camry technically is a cheaper vehicle than the, um, than the RAV4, but it doesn't retain its value. It doesn't hold its value as much as the RAV4. So what ended up happening was it was cheaper like the sticker price was cheaper, but the monthly payment was more than the RAV4 because the difference in depreciation over the course of 36 months was greater with the Camry. So it was funny, like we were looking at the Camry, we were looking at the RAV4 and Tiffany even said, hey, if the, if the Camry is much, a lot cheaper, I'll just go with the Camry. I'll, I'll, you know, it's fine. I like it. It's fine. You know, RAV4 would have been nice and convenient, but so then we get the numbers and we realized, no, the RAV4 is actually cheaper. Let's just cool. Let's get the RAV4. So the monthly payment was a little bit more than we wanted to spend, but at the end of the day, Tiffany's super happy with the car. She loves it. It's 10 years of technology, right? It's a hybrid. So she's had the vehicle now for a week as of tomorrow, and she still hasn't put any gas in it. It's, she's still on the original full tank that she's had for a week. You know, and she, and granted, she doesn't drive far because, you know, she works, she's, she's a stay at home mom, but she's been going you know, to the kids school and to the kids shopping. And, uh, you know, we, where'd we go? We went somewhere this weekend. Oh, we went, we went school shopping too. Um, you know, she's, she's put some miles on it. I think she's up to like, you know, 400 miles on it, I think. Um, you know, so, so in a week she's still, you know, she's put 400 miles on it. Um, now the one thing with leasing that you have to, uh, keep in mind is you have to keep, keep track of your miles. And when you lease a vehicle, you get to choose your monthly miles package. And the more miles that you get, the more expensive the monthly payment is. Um, and the average is usually 12,000, right? You can do 10, 12, and 15, or those are the three numbers that we were given. And I, I think off the top of my head, 12 is the average that most people choose. So we did the quick math on her Kia. She had the Kia for 10 years and it had 107,000 miles. Now granted, that's with 
multiple trips to Vegas, California, up north. Um, you know, it's got it's got some some road trips on it. So as an everyday driving vehicle, that puts her right around just under that twelve thousand mark. So we were pretty confident that we would be fine with twelve thousand. Again, she doesn't have to drive like 30, 40 miles to work every day. Um, you know, we moved into the neighborhood where the kids' schools are, so she's not really putting a lot of miles on it, uh, which is one of the reasons why we were actually, even though we wanted a hybrid, the salesman kind of told us like, well, you know, hybrid's going to obviously give you better gas mileage, but it's not going to be that big of a, hu- it's not going to be that huge of a savings because you're not driving like long distances and, you know, you're not a big commuter, it sounds like. And I said, no, no, we're not. But, you know, if the money is not, if the, if the cost is not super like lopsided, then, you know, we'd rather have the hybrid just to save whatever gas we're going to save on. And it really wasn't the hybrid. The hybrid model wasn't, wasn't that much more expensive than the gas model. Um, and they also, you know, again, they retain their value. So it made the monthly payment be, you know, pretty nice. So we ended up, um, signing the deal on the, uh, on the RAV4, uh, they pulled it up, you know, Tiffany walks over and gets the, the rundown on like, you know, the little features here and there, set their phone up, it came with Apple CarPlay, which is nice. Uh, it's the first time we've had a car with that. And if you're not familiar with that, what it, you plug your phone into it. And you do have to plug your phone into it. It has to be hardwired in, which is, I thought was odd in this world of Bluetooth. Bluetooth does work for the phone, so she can you know make phone calls and she can um, get text messages and alerts via Bluetooth. But the Apple CarPlay requires it to be plugged in because what ends up happening is certain apps actually show up on your display on your on your uh, car. So you know uh, our music players, um, media players, maps. Certain apps just they, they they come through the car, and so you can use all those apps you use on your phone and use them in your car, which is really cool. It's really convenient. You know, she's been you know once she hooked up her music player and been able to listen to music and have the display and you know maps. It's it's really really cool. I'm a little jealous of that. So it kind of gives me hope that maybe in five years that tech kind of technology will be in the Tundras. Because last I checked, the Tundra still has very like archaic, um, like display and and features as far as the technology side because it's a truck right like their philosophy is oh it's a truck you don't need all this fancy you know gizmos and stuff like that and i'm like i disagree (laughs) so um yeah so i'm i'm uh she's very excited she's very happy with the purchase uh you know like i said oh uh, and then so on top of that the next day we took the money from her kia and we paid off my truck so we we paid off my truck a year early and so that's, we, we knocked out my, my truck payment and which is nice because we just picked up her payment. So now we're still only ha- we only still only have one car payment, which is really nice. Um, we could afford two, but now we don't have to worry about it. It's just nice, at least for the next five years. Now, in five years from now, like I said, I will be ready for, you know, I'm sure my truck will be ready to, to get an upgrade. Um, and so then we'll have, we'll be back to two car payments and that's, and that's fine. We'll, you know, like I said, we can afford it. It's just, it's nice to not have to have two car payments. That's an additional, you know, $500 a month that I can put elsewhere savings, pay off other stuff, you know, whatever it is. So it's nice to be able to say that, you know, we paid off my truck a year early. That's, that's really cool. Not a lot of people have that ability to do that. So, um, yeah, other than that, that's, that's basically it. You know, the vlogs up, if you guys want to check out the videos of, this both selling the Kia and, and leasing the RAV4. Those vlogs are up on uh, youtube.com slash Clintus. And, um, you know, that's it. Tiffany's happy. That's, that's ultimately what it was, man. It was just Tiffany getting Tiffany a brand new car that she's excited about. She feels safe in. And, uh, 
you know, she's excited to, to have, and she deserves it. I mean, really she takes care of this family. She takes care of me. You know, she makes sure that everything is done. Cause I, I 100% focus on the business. I 100% focus on all this stuff that I do to, you know, generate revenue to pay for the bills and pay for the car. She takes care of everything else, right? She, she, she cooks and cleans and makes sure the kids are taken care of and takes the kids to sports and does all those things. So I'm very grateful for her. And like I said, I, she deserves it. So uh, thanks so much for listening though, guys. I really do appreciate it. Uh, starting this week, there should be, we should be moving to two episodes a week. Um, my goal is to do one of these solo episodes uh, about a topic that I want to talk about. I have a couple more topics that I want to talk about that'll just be me ranting like this. And then a second episode with a guest. Um, I do have a couple of guests lined up already. And so those should start up. In fact, the next episode after this one should be with a guest, a friend of mine um, talking about a subject that I don't ever talk about. And that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about why I don't talk about the subject um, and a recent uh, Twitter exchange that sparked this conversation. So should be a fun one, should be an interesting one. And uh, we'll be kicking off the, uh, well, I guess technically last week with Chuck kicked off the guest. This will be the second one in a row. So yeah, two episodes a week, one with a guest, one with me. And we'll see how long, we'll see how long that lasts. Uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. It's free to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Google, Spotify, Android, Slacker, all those good things. And uh, as always, thank you for your attention and your time. I appreciate you. I will see you on the next one. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.